Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And this is Side Note podcast where every episode we chat about life and what's stumping us right now. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. Today we're talking about influencers. We have some stories including one where we got a famous YouTuber lost in Disneyland and had to trudge through some mud and was so embarrassing. After that, Rach is going to interview someone named Science Sam who's an amazing science communicator on Instagram and has a lot of really interesting insight into that. And at the end, we're we're going to debate whether or not we should respect influencers or look down on them. Before we start today, we have some really exciting news, which is that on July 25th, 2018, Side Note Podcast is heading to Just for Last Montreal. This is going to be our first live podcast taping. We are so excited. We have some amazing ideas for you. It's at noon on July 25th, so take a lunch and come visit us. You can go to their amazing URL, which is ha 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 dot com. Get it? <laughs> like laughing? And search for Side Note in order to to buy tickets. You don't need a pass to the festival. You can actually just buy tickets to our specific show. We cannot wait to see you in the flesh. Hello, Mitchell Muffet. Hello, Gary Brown. Haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> Minutes. Um, I feel like whenever I put like hear my voice through these headphones, like I feel kind of like a little bit of a different person. Wait, what do you mean? Well, what know, do you? Like, what does your voice sound like in your head? Well, not that different, but it's like such a different vibe that when they come on, I just like even even when we were just setting up, like I put my headphones on before for you, and I just felt like I was a different, like slightly you have different. such a good voice, That's such a radio voice. Is it? You have a good voice too. Your voice is so low and deep, and that's so weird. It's not deep in my head. You have a really deep voice. I don't and have a deep and voice. And a really song? loud voice. I have a loud like, voice. Greg in public has no volume control. And like if people are going to walk by us and he's like has something to say about them, he'll say it like as they're beside us <laughs> and yell it. And I'll be like, you could have just waited like five seconds more and they would have been gone. But now they've fully heard you be like, whoa, their pants are weird. Okay, that's so <laughs> rude because it's always nice. No. I was actually waiting to be like, what is the example he's going to use? Because no, like, I'm always like, oh my God, that girl's no, okay. shirt's really nice. And it's like, well, this is her. Okay. That's great. This is what actually usually happens is what you what I get insecure about is what you say sounds arbitrary. I know you're saying it in a good way, but I'm like, they don't know that. So you'll be like, whoa. Your shirt is nice? You'll be like, whoa, look at their pants. And it kind of, I'm like, if they heard you, they might be like, wait, like, are my pants bad? But you are meaning. Or like, they'd be like, these are a floral pants. And for sure, I'm making a <laughs> statement. And I'm glad someone picked up on it. Uh, okay, I thought well. that it was just you who was annoyed by that, but then like whenever I hang out with my friends or my family, they're like, Greg, yeah. you're so loud. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, speaking about loud and having people hear you, today's topic. Oh my is gosh. A- Hashtag influencer. It's influencer so influencing the future. We're talking influencing about now. Like, I guess technically we are are influencers in some no. way which we both kind of hate that feeling of like <laughs> the word sucks i like science communicator yeah no we way rather be considered science communicators i think we are i say science communicator even over youtube like i'm just like I've, i want people to like think that what i do is classy and cool and real so i'm like oh i'm a science communicator <laughs> it's because you're pretentious no i'm joking <laughs> Wait, why'd you give me that look? i was like mitch oh wow <laughs> no it's true. true well you know what it's because in our minds we can go to events and only be science communicators like we're not necessarily being YouTubers when we go and do a science event. Yeah. And so And we always called ourselves YouTubers, but then recently, like, through getting management, through being managed, it's like, you need to think of yourselves as more than just YouTubers. Because we are like, now we do a podcast. Like, what's a better umbrella term? I think I think science communicator. But yeah. influencer makes... Like, recently, I went to, like, a cool, hip restaurant in Toronto. <laughs> and, like, someone, I guess, recognized me and then f- told the 
like knew the owner and they were like, you need to comp their meal. Like comp their meal. Ew, like they're an influencer. I comp their meal. That. And I literally, when they came up to comp my meal, I had like a full panic attack. I was like, do not call me an influencer. I am paying for my meal. And I was like with like people who I had like didn't know very well. And I was like turning red, having full panic attack. So I don't think I'm ready to be an influencer. I'm just not ready okay, for well, this it sounds lifestyle. like you jumped straight into story time. So, okay, we're going to like story time. Oh yeah, shoot. <laughs> it's story time. We're like, how do we oh, structure our podcast? We were like, we just need to say story time at the beginning. This is story time. And later yeah. So the beginning of our story time and then we have story the middle section time. and then we have debate i kind of wanted to make a little jingle that's kind of like blues clues when he gets the mail do you remember like mail time mail time mail time mail time did you watch blues clues uh, i had a younger brother uh, i was about to be like i didn't because like, I, I was, was like yeah like i'm like we were too old so for we're gonna that. be like story time story time story time story time, story time. <laughs> was that a harmony so stupid that wasn't a harmony oh, shit. it's okay here we are so that was one of your stories but yeah Mm-hmm. I wanted to know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, what, what, have you had weird experiences now that you've kind of gone into this influencer space before or after it's happened? Like, who are some of the famous interactions you've had? Or, okay, well, famous is one thing, but you mean like with someone who would be called an influencer. Before we get into the stories of the actual influencers that we've met personally, it got us wondering who are the most influential people online in the world right now? As of spring 2018, the influencer Instagram accounts with the most likes and comments for their sponsored posts were Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, and Khloe Kardashian. So they're all from the same family that is in insane. I'm pretty sure that there's other siblings involved in this family too, so I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't know why they're not up there on the charts, but those who watch the show, let me know. I don't know which is the other ones. I think it's Courtney. Number four is Nat Geo Travel, like good job, like penguin photos. Number five is Mariano DeVaio, who I had to look up. He's an Italian vlogger, blogger, slash TV personality. He is handsome as F. He's a dad. Like, I immediately started following him. <laughs> and then number six is the Kourtney Kardashian. So I don't know exactly why she's further now. I don't know. Like, maybe she's rude or something, but she's still number six, still lots of power. Number seven is Emily Ratakowski, who I also had to look up and I recognized. She's beautiful. She's an actress slash model and just, yeah, very easy on the eyes. Another very quick follow. And number eight on this list is a 14-year-old by the name, drumroll please, Millie Bobby Brown, which is, I don't know, insane. She was born in 2004. She's 14. Like, when I was 14, I was in my awkward phase, pimples. I had zero power. She has so much power in the world, let alone in her grade. And she also wears those like really cool, like thin sunglasses that are like hard to pull off that everyone's doing now. And she's 14. So she's stylish. It's just, I don't know, seems unfair. The next list that we got interested in is like top engagement because obviously Kim K is going to have the most likes and comments on her sponsored content because she has the most followers. But who actually gets the most engagement from their audience? And number one is. <laughs> You know, the 14-year-old we all want to be, Millie Bobby Brown. So that is amazing to me. Number two was Rachel Anna Marie Demita, who is a, it says host slash producer. She's, again, stunning. There's a common theme here. Everyone here is beautiful. Um, She, I don't know, looks like someone I would have had a crush on in grade eight. I'm not sure exactly what her, like, definition of her, like, talent would be. She she looks like an influencer, but she looks great. She looks great. Then there's Marielle Morero, who is a YouTuber. Again, had to look up. I'm so out of touch. She has millions of subscribers, so many views. She's from Venezuela. She has a biology degree. She does like makeup videos. She won an influencer award. And yeah, she's uh, absolutely killing it. Number four is SZA, which makes me so happy. I love SZA. Like, brilliant singer. It's really exciting to me that she's, you know, got lots of influence in getting her money. And number five is Yara Shahidi, who's also really cool. And also just like a really talented actress who, again, holds influence online. And also, interestingly, other than Nacho Travel, which isn't a person, and Mariano DeVaio, who's the Delph, everyone's women. There's a lot of power here going to women. And in this moment, I'm just like, I'm sold. I love influencers. Girl power. Let's do this. Actually, all these influencers are famous. I think the most influencery person that we've I've we've met together was Cameron Dallas. I feel like he's the most like yeah. At that time, he was time. a viner. What is he a model now? Like that's I what I mean. Know. That seems like an influencer to me. When you're kind of like, what are you now? Yeah, true. What? And but I he, he was it was like he was cute. <laughs> he was he was cute. And I think <laughs> how that's old like, is he? 
I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure careful, he's in his Greg. 20s. <laughs> I know you have to be careful with these types of influencers because they're getting younger and younger. <laughs> but we're, 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 this is actually like, I love how we're like, we're not influencers and we're about to be like, so we were in Cannes. <laughs> it was like the most bougie. It was weird. Like there's, I always, I only ever knew the Cannes Film Festival, but there's actually like after the film festival, there's like the Cannes Film Festival for ads. It's mm-hmm. so gross. Like it's so weird. Like, it's just so many like men in suits or whatever, and like they give away the best ad of the year, which I was just like, really. Anyways, we were there for that because I guess that's like what like <laughs> where the influencers fall under. But no, we were literally there to like debut our video, how to build a refugee camp. Like it right. felt really interesting. But when we were around, like also bougie as f. Remember when we went on those like yachts? Okay, so yes. Nobby Daly went on Carly Kloss's yacht, at super, su- yeah, <laughs> in Cannes. She's she's so nice, and yeah. she's like so interested in like STEM for girls, and like we've met her a few times because like she has like a really cool thing that she's trying to do with her yeah, platform. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like all these yachts. Remember, and you go onto like the yacht, and I was so excited for the boat to like move and like we're gonna go on like a tour of the ocean and then we get on the yacht and there's just like rosé and like and there's just like Kloss boat after people. boat after boat after boat oh yeah it's, it's like, like a snapchat line of yacht boat. youtube yacht yeah. and then all of a sudden i'm like oh well when are they all gonna depart like this is gonna be fun and then they people started laughing at me they're like the boats don't move are like, you kidding it's so I'm party on a boat I'm like, this is so dumb it was really you can't even good tell it's rose. on water you're just like might as well be in an apartment and, and the, the waves are just making it so the boat's slamming against the dock so you're kind of just like <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird, but I get it. We're on a yacht. Like, that's a good sentence to say. Anyways. No, that, that was the most, uh, it's just so stupid. It was so stupid. But what, what? we went to some party that Cameron Dallas was leaving or whatever, and we hung out with him. All I'll say is that these people are young. I kind of mm. felt, it made me feel old. I was like, hey, Cameron Dallas. And then I started, it was like, almost like when I hang out with like a little, my little cousin. I'm like, right. so what are you doing? And he had like this like energy and he was just like young. Uh, That's like all I would really <laughs> describe him as. You know what I mean? Like, but I always feel like all those party atmospheres. I think the party was like ends and everyone. Where's the next party? Like you know you're at like a party party when everyone's like, where's the next party? Because yeah. that's what was happening. Is like is he we was were like, like well, he was I'm literally like, where's bed. the next party? Like to us. And I was like, Cameron to Dallas. We don't have that answer for you. <laughs> yeah, like we are gonna go to bed. No, we went and drank in a basement. <laughs> oh, it casino. was really fun. Yeah. actually, we like we met up with we were with Grace Helbig as well. Yeah. who is so cool and actually is somebody who is herself in her videos. And then when you meet her, you're like, you're awesome. And we used to be so like. Even okay, we should talk about VidCon because VidCon stories galore because it's like the epitome of yeah. And I, I'm gonna is. say straight up like that you learn pretty fast when you're in this space. Like some people are awesome and some people are so not awesome. Even though you might think you they're can gonna be. kind of tell like if people seem awesome, they usually are. You know what I mean? Like, like the people uh, who seem more like normal right. yeah yeah when they seem normal you're yeah like, you actually are normal like if you're ever like hmm like i'm really entertained by them but they seem a little weird it's like, like they they're are, probably right? weird <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and also remember we met like this not we're gonna jump around a little bit but we we like didn't meet but we were beside jake paul recently at an event oh yeah and, yeah. and he was, it was like, weird because you, you see- know what? he was like yeah <laughs> What did he say? He's like, "Is there gonna be food of this?" And I was like, um, "But it was weird." I'm pretty sure there's like, always food. He's like, "Oh, I think I might just get McDonald's." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. But I felt weird because, like, in yeah, in their videos, you see he's always so hyped, like, "Yo, bro, okay, this is what we're doing today. We're going to bam, 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 bam." Like so, but then there he was like so weirdly subdued and quiet, except in moments when the camera would come on that he was with his friends, and it felt almost surreal and sad. I feel like I can, I'm not like trying to trash talk Jake Paul, but like, I'm do sure it, we'll get views. I mean, yeah, we'll get, we'll get the lessons. Everyone's here for Jake Paul. No, I mean, it's not fair for me, but I guess like he's so famous, so we're allowed to do this, but I felt weirdly sad because around that environment, obviously like he's a very controversial figure. So is his brother. And we were at an event with, it was just like a YouTube event for YouTubers. And like, no one would really talk to him. And like at the event, like I could tell, like, a lot of allusions were made to like him and his brother like putting crappy content on the internet like in the presentations we were watching. Oh, well, like no, come on. Well, like yeah. wah wah, too bad for him, but it, it was a <laughs> it was a weird thing to like see who he is in his videos and then see him post videos from his days of the parts where he was so hyped but then at the event around everyone I was like you're just like an awkward kid. It doesn't surprise me at all. Hollywood trash. This whole industry, <laughs> entertainment thought, industry. Trash. No, like, I guess, like, it's minimal to say trash. That's the wrong word. But, like, you know what I mean? Nothing about the entertainment industry, we've said this many times on the podcast, now that I'm getting into it, is interesting, glamorous at all. Like, it's, like, mm-hmm. whenever things work and they're really successful and cool, hashtag, like, anything Beyonce does, so much work, so much bullshit mm-hmm. that she has had to go through just to create yeah. something artistic and, and, and meaningful. And you get a bit of an insight oh, into that. Yeah. Like, it's, like, of course Jake Paul's probably sad. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only reason that, like, we're we're pretty sad. <laughs> the only <laughs> the only reason we're not that sad is we literally made a very conscious decision to not move to yeah, LA. Yeah, like yeah. it's like it's like it's a depressing place, and that's like the more and if more you're I focused learn. on that industry, I think obviously but that's LA, what everyone is. Yeah, you're right. That that city is no based one moves that to LA industry. and isn't focused on it. So there aren't a lot of studies on the brains of super famous people, maybe because they don't need the money or something, but we can compare them to another group of people, like CEOs, who similarly have a lot of power and influence. And what I found interesting was that CEOs actually have depressive levels that are more than double the rate of the general public. Isn't that crazy? Scientists believe this maybe is because personality traits that are often found in entrepreneurs like creativity, extroversion, and propensity for risk are also traits that are found within depression and things like ADHD, bipolar disorder, and substance abuse. In fact, the same qualities that make for an effective corporate leader, like that risk-taking or obsession or novelty-seeking, also contribute to addiction, which in turn can lead to depressive episodes. Another aspect of this is how much you compare yourself to others. So studies have found that if you're constantly doing this, it's a really self-destructive behavior and can actually add to depression. And I can only imagine being an influencer who's constantly having to see, like, am I getting more likes than other people? Am I videos doing better? Is, you know, an opportunity to slip into that. So what can be done? Even if you're not an influencer but suffer from some of these same traits, you know, the, the, the chase and the obsession to do well, but to compare yourself to others and to struggle with these depressive episodes or just feeling let down by yourself, a simple thing you can do is just try and find little bits of progress. Those people who have a sense of forward motion had lower levels of depression. It's not necessarily about having giant breakthroughs every day, but if you can give yourself a sense of direction of what you're heading to, a goal, and then along the way have, you know, little steps that make you feel like, hey, I'm actually making progress, you're on the path to making yourself feel pretty satisfied about your life. Gosh, I'm just so, like, passively don't want to hurt people's feelings. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's people who live in L.A. and probably love it and call it home. But for us, it's just such yeah, a city. Yeah, that's so true. Whenever I go there, I'm always like, oh, my God, hi. And I, like, see someone. I'm like, oh, my God, so L.A. sucks. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't And, and like, they're like, like, we, we have live friends here. that live there. And, like, yeah. our manager, I'm like, she's probably listening. L.A.'s great, just not for us. <laughs> have you ever seen BoJack Horseman watch it? Tis true. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but we were at VidCon. That's where we Oh, yeah. So away. I think, like, the last, like, maybe the like, last story we can say before we go on to the interview would be about, like, when we, like, made Bethany Moda get lost. Oh, <laughs> no. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, because she's so cute yeah, and she, nice. And, like, and we'd we, met her a couple times were, before. Yeah, why events. were we all of a sudden? Because we are so bad at talking to people. We are yeah, so we bad at networking. We are the worst networkers. Like, we go to parties and like, I'm always sit like, who? in the corner. In the corner. And then I'm like, maybe I'll just talk to this intern from YouTube. Because at least yeah. it's someone to talk to. And, and they're, then it's, like, like, our age. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're also yeah, they're not age. 14. And then it's like, that's not what we're supposed to do at a networking event. But that's what I'd rather do. Yeah. But I don't know why we all of a sudden felt so calm to talk to Bethany. Moda. I think there was we, a reason. we had been at an event with her recently. Where it was we were forced to interact, not forced, but like oh, it was yeah, just a Toronto. couple of us. And she's cool, and she and was she's very so nice. Cute. And so when yeah, we saw yeah, her at VidCon, yeah. we were like, "Oh, it's so nice to see you." And then we had exchanged and numbers. So, like, it's so crazy because when you're at like places like VidCon, it's so insane. There's just like literally kids everywhere who like, just like screaming, want going crazy to meet or even just see. It's insane. And like she. We were like leaving to go to some party, which was close by. Even going like 200 meters in those places is really hard to do. You have to like mm. get into an Uber. And we realized like, okay, there's like, like not really always for us. Like for Bethany. Oh Moda. god, no, 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 not for us at all. We can walk. Like, People see our badges and they freak out, and then they're like, okay, who, who are, are you? you? Yeah, yeah like can like, you get a picture? And we're like, like oh, I mean, sure, like, you love science, and they're like, I have no idea. What yeah, about. I know. We're always like, do you like science? And they're like, what? No. I'm we always grade laugh. Nine. It's like, like oh. it's always the security guards oh. and like the adults who are like, hey, stop science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like randomly, we'll be like doing something. The security guard will be. I don't want to be weird, but I uh, really like your videos. <laughs> I'm like, yay, uh, someone who knows cool. them. But you're right. We, you go in like Uber's backstage. because Yeah, because it's actually just easier to get an Uber at a certain point. And so we got an Uber. And I don't know. I guess we didn't fully think like, oh, it's Bethany Noel. Let's get like an Uber black. We got like a minivan or something. <laughs> so like, and we X. had to go to like Disney. It was so confusing and weird. We had to like get under the Disney grounds. and There like, was like a party there that we all had to get yeah, to. Yeah, and I think we clicked something and it just like. Oh my or God. you know when like Why did we the click? address of Disney is confusing, yeah. so we just put in something, but it brought us to like a very strange side of the park. And through like traffic, like yeah. we were in the car we're for like late, twenty minutes, and she was being so nice, and I was just like, okay, what's the next small talk we can do? Because like we've ordered this Uber, we've like all of a sudden become her like guardian because <laughs> yeah, she's like young. I'm like, so like, what else do you do? Like, do you like to and clean she's your like, room? Where are you guys taking? Yeah, me? and she was so sweet. we're like getting on a highway. We're like. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and I eventually realized, like, okay, the way that we're going, it only really makes sense for us to get out and, like, walk. Because we're on the wrong side of the park. Disney. We're not at the parking lot side. And she's, like, dressed to the nines. and so In, I'm, like, like, high heels. And, yeah, and I'm, like, us walking through Disney is pretty easy. I was walking through Disney Bethany Moda, maybe not as easy. So I was like, okay, get out, get those heels, like, let's do this. And we start, like, walking, and I'm literally, like, having this, like, I'm, like, walking so fast. I'm like, I don't want anyone to, like, this. It's all just kids around Well, us. do you also remember we had to walk through, like, mud, like, dirt? Yes. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. We like, we yeah. had to kind of go through yeah, this and, like, weird side well, path. Well, it was like, we could go this one way where there's and be so mauled. many people. Yeah. Or we could just, like, cut Sneak through, through. The, yeah. like, dirt. And I think she didn't fully realize that, like, we were both panicking, like, She's probably more used to it. And we're like, we don't want to like be the ones who make her like have this like. <laughs> so we're like, Bethany, let's go. And we like dragged her through the mud. I literally. Know. And I feel like she was too nice to be like, And then we got to the party and she like. St- for this. Yeah. And she found her friends. She was just like, that was great. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last time we ever, ever spoke saw to death. <laughs> but also when oh, we got God. there, I was like, oh yeah, you can't even drink. Like we're <laughs> like we're in America. Like why did you even? Co- Actually, they definitely could drink. They're always like, you don't get a wristband. Yeah, no, you go inside. Uh, and truly, like, sometimes you see kids who are like fourteen and they have a drink, and you're like, um, this seems. And weird. I'm like, I'm too old for it. I'm always like, like raising the roof with like Jacob Sartorius. I'm like, Greg, you need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. yes. There's so many other stories. I feel like we could talk. There's there's dark stories in here, too, somewhere. But I feel like the last thing I'll say is, like, it's, to me, it's not worth it to, like, shade creators too much because it's a complicated world and you only see one side of it. The only thing I love shading is, like... Um, you always shade creators, no, though. behind the scenes. I mean, okay, like, then don't <laughs> tease the audience by being like, you shady. True. No, I, I am not that shady. I am the lesser of the shady between the two well, of I'll us. Well, I'll say it outside. That's, Except that's true. I'll when say it comes it to you, I'm the shadiest. <laughs> Okay, no. I'm sure you'll hear other stories from us one day, but we actually have a really cool interview coming up. Yeah, Rachel is going to be sitting down with Science Sam, who is probably like us, an influencer, but would rather be described as a science communicator. So, and an exceptionally intelligent woman, like who's doing her PhD, does some really cool stuff on the internet, and Rach got to sit down with her. So that is what's going to come up next. So, science slash influence intersecting. We'll be right back. Influencer can be any individual with a strong social and cultural impact over a broad audience, but we often associate it with actors or semi-famous celebs advertising things like MeUndies. No disrespect to MeUndies, I hear their micromodal fabric is everything, maybe one day they will have an ad on our podcast. But an influencer can also be a scientist, and that is an incredibly important role. I sat down with Samantha Yamin, who runs the Instagram account Science Sam. She's a science communicator with over 27,000 followers, and she's also hilarious and warm, and I love talking to her about her passion for sharing science with the world. Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. You are a neuroscientist, you are a stem cell biologist, and you are a PhD candidate at the University of Toronto. So for people who don't know what a PhD candidate (laughs) is, what is that? And tell me a bit about your research. Yeah, um, it's a great question because my parents ask me that every day. When are you done? What is <laughs> what is your title? So uh, PhD candidate means that I have almost finished everything that I need to do uh, to get my PhD, and we're just doing the last few steps. So it's taken, I'm in year six now, so a while to get there. But the reason why I've put so much time into that is because uh, I've had a really exciting thesis that I've been doing research for, trying to figure out how stem cells build and maintain mammalian brains. The fascinating thing is that we know that you have billions of cells in your brain. 171 billion is our best guess. And yet, and they're all pretty different. So you have thousands of different types, depending how you categorize. And we don't even know how those cells are made. And is every neuron made the same or is everyone made a little different? And it's looking like from my research and others that even similar cell types can be made in different ways, depending where they are and what their end function is. And we're just curious to know exactly how you make all those cells because that's what makes you you. And to me, that's the coolest question you could ask. So have you always been... Uh, really curious about science? Like, what were you like as a kid? Uh, Yeah, I think I I was that kid. I'm the cliche. I was really curious about, I had so many questions. I was super annoying to everyone, every adult always asking, but why, but why? That was me. Uh, I love to just mess around and do experiments at home and try to figure stuff out on my own. So I was looking back at your IG, um, started in 2016, yeah. like from the beginning, like I did a like beginning creep. Oh, it's no. Clear, <laughs> no, it's clear you've always been like, you know, wanting to 
post about science. Like yeah. I think like you took a picture of exposed blood vessels in a bull's testicle. Um, oh, <laughs> that was at the Montreal Science Center. I don't have that at home for the record. But like now, you know, you're you're not posting about bull's testicles. Not that anything's wrong with that. But like your your posts are really polished, and you have Thank like you. detailed descriptions that are obviously like well researched. When you. did you like start to take it up to that level? And also, like, yeah. when did you realize that like this thing had legs? Yeah, I. I started, I didn't have an Instagram, a personal Instagram account when I started. Uh, and actually that was the joke in my friend group was like, Samantha, get Instagram, get Instagram. Just they wanted me to have it for fun, like personally. And it was my best friend who is in digital marketing who was like, Sam, you love teaching science. Why aren't you on Instagram? No one is, you know, no one with your experience is doing, is doing this. Um, and so finally, after like a year, I listened to her and I made a science Instagram. So the beginning ones that you're talking about, um, I was posting like 10 pictures a day. I didn't know what I was doing because I, ne I never had the platform before. So I used it like Facebook and when I just posted more than anyone cared about. <laughs> then um, you kind of find your own voice. And I was I was really had a good time experimenting with different types of posts. And I still kind of experiment and I'm still finding my voice and it's changing early on because I, it's cliche, but I only ever wanted to reach a few people. And when I had a hundred people follow me, I was so excited that a hundred people were interested. They were mostly friends, but that my friends now knew what I did. I think that, and when I got messages from now people I didn't know being like, this is so cool, I learned something. Then I was like, oh, I need to keep doing this because I need an outlet for my enthusiasm and it's changing people's perspectives. And, you know, to me, just those few first comments being like, this is interesting. I've learned something. I was like, we need to keep doing this. More people need to do this. And I, I want to keep changing it and getting better. And then it became really, really fun. Some of my most like successful posts, which for me is like how many people saved this post because they want to come back to it. Not so much like number of likes. How many people commented something interesting and had a discussion? It's usually the posts where I talk about like this was a struggle for me as a researcher, but um, learning about this cool new thing was really exciting. And, and we didn't, you know, who would have thought that antibodies that help you when you're sick can help you see beautiful neurons like this. And it took so long for us to figure out how to do that. So kind of like this story of slow discovery, um, with that personal element and, you know, weird, whatever emoji combination I'm in the mood for that day, people seem to like, yeah. But yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I think that's a lot of what ASAP Science oh, does yeah. to a degree in that, we take questions that people already are curious about and mm -hmm. care about and then like just like sneakily insert science yeah. along the way. And it's just like trying to be like there's a, a lot of amazing um, accounts and YouTubers mm -hmm. and uh, communicators who gear towards people who are already like so into science. Yes. But it's like getting the people who might not normally care that yeah. like we care about the most. Uh, it, me too. Exactly. And and f for me, it's like I love when um, I love when someone messages me and is like, I don't do science, but this is cool. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. And that's why I try to add, you know, the more you know, try to make my pictures a little more um, posed and curated because I'm trying to trick people almost. I want them to be scrolling through and be like, oh, a fashion blogger. Oh, science. Like I want them to be surprised. If I get a video DM, it's a lot of the fun stuff happens privately that people don't yeah, see. Yeah. I, I frequently get, yeah, a, um, a DM with a video of a kid asking me a question or just saying, hi, I love science. And when I get a kid video like that, <laughs> I get, I like overcome, I get so extra. <laughs> I'll like send them like seven selfie videos back in the lab being like, this is a microscope. You can come play with this one day, you know? Oh, that is so generous of you. That is well, amazing. Well, it's just, I'm over eager. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, I was looking at an article of the top 50 science stars on Twitter. So Twitter is not mm. your main platform. You have a Twitter, you tweet, but yeah. Instagram is your, like your, your yeah. domain. Um, but still, so this list of the top 50 um, science communicators, you know, we got like Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm -hmm. Brian Cox, Richard Dawkins are the top three. Mm -hmm. And then, but of the 50, uh, I counted four women. And maybe oh. this is a question that you get all the time uh. and maybe it's like tiring I don't know, um, but can you talk to me a bit about being a woman in science communication? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, uh, sorry, the sigh is for the stat. I think that there are a lot of us a lot of women communicating science and a lot of people from many marginalized groups who communicate science and do a lot of the heavy lifting with science outreach. We see this all the time, even in local small events that we run. And um, I think the people who get the attention in the media tend to be the males. Recently, Ed Young, who's a really famous uh, sci- uh, science journalist writing for The Atlantic, he found that he was often quoting men more than women in his stories when he was looking for a, a quote from someone uh, and I think it's just the people who get the attention tend to be the men who are the more like you know, perhaps traditional seeming and looking people. And I think the women and other people from other marginalized groups, too, they do a lot of the outreach because they feel that they have to because they want to see more diversity in STEM. But I don't think we get the credit. I don't think that what we do is valued. And I don't think that we we get the kind of the broad attention or the compensation for what we do. So that kind of brings up um, my next kind of uh, question. So something our office talked about a lot was an article that was published mm-hmm. um, in Science Magazine. And those mm-hmm. who don't know, Science Mag is like, it's like the the big one. Like science and nature yeah. for like a scientist is like, that's yeah. where you want to publish. It's the reason you stay late in the lab every day to yeah. get published in that magazine. Yeah. But uh, so something we talked a lot about was this op-ed. So the author's thesis was um, essentially that uh, she wasn't going to use Instagram for science outreach because Mm -hmm. women do the bulk of that labor Mm -hmm. anyway, and she shouldn't be obligated to do so. Mm -hmm. And um, but unbeknownst to you, you were kind of the topic of this article Mm -hmm. and it could have been an interesting look, but Mm -hmm. it kind of bizarrely uh, attacked you, including your like your femininity, Mm -hmm. uh, your lab selfies and Mm -hmm emojis we all know emojis get more engagement that's why we put them in that's why we all do it (laughs) i freaking love emojis (laughs) (laughs) they're great um but anyway so she kind of concluded with um time spent on instagram is time away from research and this affects women in science more than men that's unfair let's not celebrate that so talk like talk to me about (laughs) that and um, how he responded and just that process. Yeah, I think that it's really important for all of us to be critical of what we see online. And I think it's something I'm really passionate about is not mindlessly scrolling, paying attention and being really intentional with what you put online and how you how you consume stuff online as well. Um, And I think we should hold each other accountable and make sure that we're putting out good messages. 100 percent here for that. With that said, I think we need to be really careful. We have a kind of call-out culture, and instead we need to know the time and place for certain conversations. This article really rattled me because it served, I think it was intended to be a helpful critique, but because that person's not in the community and doesn't know all the work that we truly do and, and what we get for it and why we do it, it really missed the mark. People with good intentions go out and put out messages that are not, you know, thinking of the whole picture is really damaging and it serves as confirmation bias for people who hold the more extreme um, ideologies on that spectrum. You had an amazing response that was also published in Science and the article that I will post a link to online is called uh, Social Media for Social Change. And part of the criticism Mm -hmm. in the op-ed is that, you know, you take selfies in the lab and Mm -hmm. the author kind of presents that in like a frivolous Mm kind of, in my opinion, a sexist kind of way. Absolutely. It was sexist. But uh, selfies on Instagram, you wrote in your piece, are optional, 
but they receive 38% more engagement than pictures without a face. Mm -hmm. So tell me a bit about that and also talk to me about the hashtag scientists who selfie. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, so um, I mean, the, you always have to ta tailor your content to the medium you're using. And on Instagram, selfies are the norm, right? So I actually don't think I post more than the average user. No, I, like, I post, I post yeah, like right? every other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've kind of gotten this like label as like, you know, the scientist who loves self. And I'm like, I think I love them a normal amount. <laughs> <laughs> if even that. Uh, but anyways, it's also like, that's what I respond to. That's, we have a facial gyrus. We love looking at faces. That's what our brains like oh, really. Oh, tell, tell, tell people what's oh, a sorry. facial gyrus. Yeah, like you, have a, you have a part of the brain that is all about recognizing faces and faces that are um, familiar and unfamiliar and and anyways our, our brain just loves to look at faces and yeah that's why <laughs> we see them like in the clouds and in flowers yeah. and like everywhere we go sockets and <laughs> I love those <laughs> yeah exactly so I mean we respond well to faces so I'll be you know somewhat strategic if I have an important message like when the science march started last year Oh, I took a fierce selfie for that, honey, because I wanted people to, to actually look <laughs> at it. I, yeah. I, I'm like, I need them to read this science po like political message. So I'm going to put a good selfie <laughs> and get people to read it. Yeah. yeah. So we originally started Scientists Who Selfie. I came up with it, but I wasn't. It was a whole team of us working on this study. And I have actually a minor part in the actual research study. But we noticed uh, it started really led by Paige Durow. And she had noticed that there are a lot of Instagrammers talking about science and she wanted to study, like, does us putting up selfies compared to just showing a picture of a microscope, for example, is that selfie going to change someone's perception of how warm we are, how trustworthy we are, and how competent we are? And does that change depending on age, um, sex, etc.? And so that was really the research question. And I'll tell you preliminary data oh my is that it looks good. Oh, <laughs> it looks heck? like it's effective and it doesn't look like things you might expect, um, like sex or age, are playing yeah. a, a role in it. Because I think people on Instagram as well are looking for that content from young people. So anyways, um, that's why we started Scientist to Selfie. We got thousands of people contributing pictures from the field, from the lab, showing us what they do, which was super cool. And then when this all happened, I wanted, when the op-ed came out, I wanted to re-pivot the conversation to be about the people and not an attack against the writer. Yeah. And so I, I wanted, I, I told people, I know that you want to respond. Other communicators on Instagram wanted to respond. And I said, let's do it in this way, talking about ourselves and why we do what we do. Yeah. And just re-angle the conversation. No, oh, and that was super powerful. And another part of the conversation you brought up in your article is that like this false narrative that mm -hmm. you can have a social media presence <laughs> and, you know, take selfies and possibly be like trying to dismantle like institution. What, yeah. what am I trying to say? I don't want you to dismantle all institutions. Some institutions <laughs> are fine. <laughs> but like remove systemic barriers um, that stand in a lot of people's way. But like people can mm. chew gum and walk at the same time. You can Absolutely. do both things. And you bring up that like social media has been instrumental in mobilizing grassroots movements. It like um, like you said, March for Science, March for Our Lives, Black Lives Matter, Hashtag mm -hmm. Me Too, and mm -hmm. the Women's March. So, like, that's just one reason why science communication yeah. is so important. It's really important for us, um, one, because the science that we do as researchers is publicly funded. That is coming from taxpayer money, and I think it's really awful that we don't then go back and show people the return on that investment. If we want people to keep supporting the science that we know will change lives, we need to, to show them that it's what we're doing with their money. It, to me, it's like, it's entitled if you're not communicating your science in some way. Like, we're using their money. So yeah. for me, it's important for that. It's important for um, reaching new audiences who might not care about science or might not have access to, to science scientists or role models. I am the first in my family to pursue science. I have an incredibly supportive family, and so I'm super privileged and lucky for that. But I had no, I was curious at a young age, as we said, about science, and I had no one to ask my questions about. I didn't know anyone in scientist. I missed a lot of opportunities because of it. And so I want to put myself out there so people like that now, they reach out to me. And I'll be like, here's what you do. No problem. I'll send you a link. It takes two seconds. I do it while I'm walking or waiting for the TTC, which, or sorry, waiting for the subway. <laughs> yeah, CanCon, <laughs> TTC, Toronto yeah. content. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, right, international. <laughs> 
you know, you, you have so much time to do it. And so, um, and for me doing that and putting myself out there, um, serving as representation and giving visibility to scientists and to, to minorities, to me, that's energizing. So for some, it might take away time. For me, it gives me time because it gives me energy. When I don't feel like going back into the lab to repeat a failed experiment, I just think about all the people messaging me from Brazil who are like, I wish I could do what you do and I can't because my government doesn't support research. And I think, all right, well, I got to take advantage of the opportunities I have. Thank you for reminding me. You know, it energizes me. It gives me time. It gives me time because it, it gives me more motivation. Sam, you're so inspiring. Thank you so much oh, for taking time you. to chat with us today. Thank Not you, us, it's chat with me, the collective <laughs> us. <laughs> you are everyone. <laughs> I love you. Um, Thank you, Rachel. It's an honor, privilege, and so exciting to be here. And Can people go on the internet to find you? Yeah, I'm science.sam on Instagram and hey science sam pretty much everywhere else, so Facebook and Twitter. Um, and come say hi, please. I love to meet new people and tell them, share them more fun things about science and answer any questions you have about research. Thank you so much. Thank you. Are you ready to debate, Mitchell? Ooh, what's our jingle for debate? I wonder if we're going to be on different sides of this thing. I feel like we might be on the same. But what I will say, the word influencer to me uh, is something I probably, it's like, it's like a red flag because in my, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, if you were self-identifying as an influencer, like, for example, Drake is a rapper singer. He has influence. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Meryl Streep has a lot of influence. She is a talented actress. It's like they have the other things that define them. The influence is what comes with it. But if you're just an influencer, in my head, I immediately am just like, eh, I got no talent. Right. Like, well, I think that that word influence was created just because it was to describe a broad category of people who weren't necessarily famous for something specific. Doing anything? Well, not doing anything, but to be honest, like, and to be fair, it's like traditional world at first, I think, was kind of like shitting on it and just being like, I oh, think they still in-. are. Yeah, they still are. But I guess I, I, I agree. And sometimes I see like, you know, YouTubers or influencers in general and I'm just like what you're doing is kind of substanceless but there are some that I'm like I don't think that's fair to call them that just because they are personalities like we could talk about like Kim Kardashian is she an influencer because she's not like uh, she's not yeah. she's not she's a um, reality TV showing show a talent star. necessarily like I'm sure she's a great businesswoman. people say all these things I don't really watch that show so I don't know but ultimately she just has influence for being a person yeah, that's true. Like she, I would say, she, oh my gosh. She but no one calls influencer. her an influencer. Like she's, I mean, maybe some people do, but she's ultimately just a famous person. And so. And kind the, of the epitome too, because like a lot of that family, they like sell. All, like I also think when I think of influencers, I think of people who are trying to monetize like marketing it. Stuff. But yeah, I just think like people do kind of poo-poo. Oh my God. On influencers. I've never heard you say that. Uh, the, what? Poo-poo? They kind <laughs> of do a poo-poo. Okay. Like, what <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm being PG for our podcast. They kind of um, do poo-poo all over it no i just think it's like everything else like yeah there's a lot of crap but there's some people who are really talented at what they do and just because not everyone can appreciate that like and a personality has so much is really interesting and good at like engaging like i mean i don't want to say what are comedians you're now doing comedy and comedians work really hard to craft a set but there's also some people who are just really funny naturally on the spot right so if you were an improv artist and then you made a youtube channel and became famous like someone like grace helping and mary hart like they did comedy and then they just turned to youtube to like kind of spitball and like have fun and i, think I that's wonder cool. what they self-identify as maybe youtubers maybe comedians i don't know if they self-identify as influencers i mean i guess we can ask about yeah you're right i guess the, it's such a weird word because yeah in some way when i hear influencers i think of instagram models but then i don't even know like when i was thinking about it i was like i don't even know what i think of because i'm like i don't i feel like i can always define something someone as something else at least that i follow but i barely use and my to be, yeah oh shut up to be fair yeah you kind of like shade influencers but literally the amount of times i've had to ask <laughs> greg to like get off his his phone because I'll be like, fully having a conversation with him and then his phone's just up and I'm like what are you even and looking I'm usually at? on Instagram like I'm disgusting but like also <laughs> I like no I you're addicted I like di- your phone <laughs> takes it's actually crazy your phone takes over your brain so yes I am very addicted to my phone <laughs> Uh, my friends tell me, my family tells me I was, you know, defensive for years, but I have accepted it, which is the first step to get it. And I don't even know. I'm not going to get over it. I love my phone. But <laughs> I'm not alone because 5 to 10% of internet users are actually unable to control how much time they spend online. 
Though it's a psychological addiction as opposed to like a substance addiction, brain scans of these people actually show a similar impairment of regions that those with drug dependence have. Specifically, there is a clear degradation of white matter in the regions that control emotional, processing, attention, and decision making. Because social media provides immediate rewards with very little effort, you just gotta like move your thumb, your brain begins to rewire itself, making you desire these simulations and you begin to crave more. For example, you go on an Instagram, you gotta like, bam, you feel good. You're like, okay, that was pretty easy. Let's just log into Instagram like again, five minutes later, bam, you get another like, feels good. And the cycle continues and it literally rewires your brain. Social media also triggers the release of a hormone that's talked about in every science book, which is dopamine. And if you don't know by now, it means you probably haven't done grade nine science and dopamine is the feel good chemical, guys. Okay. So using MRI scans, scientists found that the reward centers in people's brains are much more active when they are talking about their own views as opposed to, you know, having to listen to someone else. We love in general, as humans, to talk about ourselves. Hashtag, we have a freaking podcast, okay? And when we have face-to-face interactions, we usually talk about ourselves only like 30 to 40% of the time because, you know, we're trying to be nice and like maybe gossip, talk about the world, whatever. But on social media, 80% of the communication that we have is self-involved. So it kind of makes sense why we like it a little bit more. The same part of your brain related to orgasms motivation and love are stimulated by your social media use and even more so when you know you have an audience so millie bobby brown is probably feeling pretty good right now so in the end our body is physiologically rewarding us for talking about ourselves online which is one of the reasons why we all as we have learned are quite addicted to our phones I don't know. I feel like being an influencer, like there are people who I follow who maybe are considered like Cheska Lee, for example, who I love. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, would she define herself as an influencer? Now she's an author, mm-hmm. but she's like advocating for social justice. Like, and even with Science Sam, it's like you can be, I guess, an influencer. But in my opinion, be doing something really cool with your platform. Yeah, when I think, think of that's... influencer as a bad thing, I think of the people who are just like trying to make money and like actually just trying to like entertain people in this Almost weird just way. Exploit. Yeah, I guess it's just a weird view of it because I think a it's lot of people. It's a bad word. It's a shit it word. is. And it's it's kind of like, I just think it's unfair because most people start by just doing it for fun and then became famous. Maybe it's a little different nowadays because, you know, growing up, you know, there's like people who make videos not for fun, for money. And then that can influence like how you're going to want to do that and make money. But I just think, and I maybe, don't know. It's an maybe unfair view. Maybe the influencer of, thing is like, it's more of a economic <laughs> term because it's like, if you are a YouTuber, eventually you're going to have to use your influence to sell okay. something to make money. Whereas an actor gets paid for their talent. Yeah, but set. how many actors are selling watches and hair products? And like, I just yeah, think it's true. such a shady view of like, it's just the traditional world shitting on the digital world. But they do the same things. And like, we have to stop pretending that like the film world is so great. It kind of goes back to our reality TV podcast where we, my thought is like, yeah, there's a lot of crappy reality TV shows, but there are also a lot of crappy scripted TV shows I think like yes there are some actors and actresses or musicians who love their craft so much and are so artistic and push the boundaries of how we think maybe there's not to the same degree YouTubers that are that popular but there's also a ton of actors and musicians who like exploit the field to make a ton of money like why are we pretending that that doesn't happen everywhere and that like somehow only YouTubers or only digital stars do that it's like a lot of people who are creating stuff online actually started for free for fun. Yeah, that's true. That's a positive look at it. It's true. And I feel like influencer culture or whatever is a word that's come out of a time that's like describing things that people have always done. You're right. Like anytime someone became a cover girl who was an mm. actress, like they're essentially like an influencer in that moment. Yeah, they're using they're just using their image to sell things. I guess it all comes down to that same argument too where it's like it's mainstream sort of celebrity versus like the other end. Because I do feel like it's true. A lot of the most popular eye roll YouTubers are the ones who are the most popular and they're doing the types of stuff that's like, you know, clickbaity or maybe as us as being more mature or even just people who are trying to like just do science on the internet. We eye roll at it, but it's like, you know what? 
that's always been the case. There's always been something that everyone thinks is the coolest and the, is the most popular. Not thinks is the coolest. There's always been the thing that's the most popular. And usually sometimes it's a little in your face. It's a little obvious. Mm-hmm. And that's just like what it's always been like, whether it's a TV yeah. show, whether now it's on the internet. And think of how many blockbusters are just, they're designed to make money. Like think of how many Marvel movies there are, how many Transformers movies Never there seen are. the new Jurassic World, but I'm pretty sure it's formulaic. <laughs> so yeah, I just think, Give influencers a little respect. Yes, I. I don't I want to though. Obviously, no. There's to. a bunch of trash out there. There's a bunch of stuff that's stupid. But anyone can say that about. But then call yourself something else. But they don't necessarily call themselves Actually, that. That's true. I think it's the frustration for people who do spend a lot of time in their craft that somebody who's not hasn't worked their whole life towards something can yeah. can overnight become a sensation. And ultimately, I think that is where the resentment comes from. It's like, but you know, sometimes scientists we've had that problem where scientists have that view of us like how come you can just i spend 10 years researching something you can come and make a three-minute video on it you think that that makes me feel good that's kind of like we've we struggle with that at the beginning i think a lot of scientists also appreciate what we do and that's changed over time but i think any field can have that perspective on the digital world because it is so fast. It's and like there's crazy digital world stories where it's like someone literally filmed themselves like trip and fall on ice and now they're like the ice girl. Right. And they're like, Hi, yeah, yeah. Subscribe to or like the, the target girl. guy who was just like that's young. Remember or that? Damn, guy? Daniel. Look yeah, at like there's so many people that you're right. Just come out of nothing <laughs> oh and my suddenly God. they hold like Where's influence. Daniel? In the world. I really hope he has an Abercrombie and Fitch like ad <laughs> or something. Because like he he's should the have milked that. <laughs> that's the epitome of an influencer too. If right now he has an Instagram right. account with lots of views and he's literally an Abercrombie model. Influencer, yeah, yeah, for like one instance, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he's a great actor. I say, like, if you're known for one particular instance of like a 10 second video, (laughs) that's like a weird way to go through life, but but I think that's just, yeah, it's like I think it's a corporate term too. Like, I would, I the time whenever people say influencer is when we're at we're at one of those events with all the suits, yeah, and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, we have one of Toronto's biggest influencers <laughs> they're youtube and you're like well the question is Ugh. like is it even effective like our influencers like it's such an interesting world that we live in now where you know so many brands reach out to us and to other like creators or influencers online to just be like well you work with us and i'm always like how effective is it it must be working to a degree if the the system continues and a lot of money's transferring from that traditional world into digital So we looked into this, and it turns out that influencers do, in fact, have a lot of influence on people. Who would have thought? Um, But many studies have been done and found the same results. One in particular was done last year by Ipsos in Canada, and they asked Canadians, you know, who are the personalities that are most likely to influence the things they're thinking about, talking about, researching, buying? And overwhelmingly, they said that personalities, specifically on YouTube, were much more influential than mainstream personalities. Other studies over the world have confirmed this sort of thing, especially in younger people who, you know, are primarily watching and engaging with digital stars. But why? Why is it so effective? So there are actually three simple reasons why being an influencer online works so well. Number one is that we're pack animals. We crave being part of something called the in-group. Like we want to fit in. It's part of our evolutionary biology. Otherwise we die. And it's known as social identity theory. So YouTubers and digital stars in a way have become people that we all watch, we all want to be like because we all want to fit in. The second thing is something called mirror neurons. So basically, if I say the word ball, certain neurons will fire. If uh, you see me throwing a ball, those same neurons will fire. And if you see someone playing baseball and experiencing joy, your neurons will fire in a similar way. And that's why they're called mirror neurons. So it's why people get so engaged with sports. And when there's like a touchdown or something, I don't know, I really watch sports. But when that happens, you feel that same rush of adrenaline in a similar way that the sports player is feeling at the same time and so in a similar way if a digital star feels a certain way about a product you're more likely to impart those emotions onto that product feel like it should be part of your life make you want to buy it and that's why those mirror neurons come into play finally is the simple result of direct speaking so whether it's you know someone talking through a camera at you on a podcast or sharing photos with their voice and their captions to you they're directly speaking to you as a person as opposed to sort of a passive ad that you might have seen on tv in the past And when someone directly speaks to you, a certain part of your brain in the default mode network fires in a similar way between both the speaker and the listener. And so as I engage with you, we're experiencing something similar. We're literally being connected through your ears in this case, but in many cases through visuals as well. Like through the screen, our brains can be connected. And so that is why influencers online have such an ability to influence your mind. 
I feel like an influencer thing to to do is like go somewhere and like tag it. You know what I mean? Like like tag that we're at this oh, location. Oh yeah, so people know that. Yeah, so like, people know that like sometimes knows that you were there. Yeah, knows yeah. that you were there, and then it's like maybe you got free chat or right. like maybe you got paid to do stuff. Like, and yeah. I feel like that is like does that work? Like, well, does it does, and some people are so like I'm not going to shade anyone specifically, but you guys know that I was like on Big Brother Canada, and a lot of not a lot. There are some people who use that to get those kind of things. Like it is definitely yours but it's also my worst nightmare to walk in somewhere and be like do you know who i am and we've had those moments oh my god we will not say names but they'll be like oh if they they should know who we are like if we tweeted about this place like we we showed it down it's Uh, it's uh, so and i'm not that was actually like there are people like that in youtube and instagram and i know some people from big brother who in some ways i'm like you're so good at like you know use your 15 minutes and get some things for yourself i guess i we just have a different view on also like supporting certain Shameless, businesses, right? Shamefulness. Well, like, I don't need, like, some Shame. independent restaurant to give me a free meal, to yeah. be honest. And also, I don't But that's need... also because we're super privileged, and yeah. we, we also are financially stable to say, you know what, no, I'm going to, like, support this. And and maybe in their view, they're like, well, I can support this, like, by promoting it. I wonder if... It, I really am curious at how it works. I know everyone's talking about how, like, the new thing is, like, micro-influencers and, like, mm-hmm. paying, you know, people not very much money to promote their products on a micro-scale. And obviously, we because we have so many subscribers, so many people watch our videos, like, we do charge a certain amount of money that, like, we're not... It's not, like, micro, I would guess. I right. Would we have, like, a more, like... And it has audience. to be, like, a brand that we, like, care about and is, like, interested in science and interested in, like, positivity. Whereas if you're an influencer, you could be, like, I'm going to tag Oreos. Right. Like, you know, I hope I get... I don't know. Yeah, I think even money. my sister the other day said she, like, tagged some, like, ice cream brand or something. And then they, like, messaged her, like, we want to send you a bunch of stuff. And she was, like, I didn't even... Like, she was just, like... I don't. Even, I don't. But remember then the she. Story. But she was also like, Cassie's gonna like those drumsticks. It was drumsticks, uh, <laughs> right? Like her daughter. And I was like, okay, cool. But then also in my head, I was like, I don't really want a box of drumsticks. No, I know. It's like, like doesn't that melt? In the and mail? also like, isn't like the value of that's probably like right. Like you have to also figure out your worth in some ways of like. But, but that's I what know. I mean. I think it's she's thinking more. Than, I don't think she's thinking about a box want, of drumsticks. Right? I think right. she's thinking like the maybe relationship, maybe or grow or whatever. That's a very knows. influencer way to think, which we right. don't think like. But I think we also got lucky and had a big break yeah, and I have know, a big I channel know. that it'd be different if we, you know, if we had a, say we had a channel with just a f- tens of thousands of followers, we might have to hustle oh in a little God, different way. Oh my God, I might way. be on the streets. Or we, we'd maybe be like, yes, when that brand like is down to like yeah. do some little integration Ew, yeah, with me and right, give me I'm some free saying. stuff, that's money still. And that's my way of like, Actually, I'd probably just be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just wouldn't. Like, man, I'm like, you wouldn't do it like, if you weren't no, famous. No, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, not even famous because I don't even think we're famous. I would, I, yeah, I meant, like, like if this, you the have... only reason we're doing this is because it worked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for me, for me. Sorry, to a degree, me. like, for this long. I, yeah. I think, like, we obviously started this because we liked and we were excited about it. But yeah. you're right. If it, if it I mean, died yeah. after a I wouldn't few be like, years, Oreos, like, please. Right. Let me be like, sponsored. We'll talk about the science of Yeah, like, I just. I don't know. But I who knows? Icing. Right? I, that's easier said now than done. Or what? <laughs> uh, well, okay. To wrap up our debate then, like, so I don't know. Like, what is the you question You kind of convinced here? me to feel less. You convinced hostile? me to feel less ho- hostile towards. Less hostile. <laughs> okay. Honestly. Oh. Honestly. Democracy's fallen. We're living in a weird time, okay? <laughs> and honestly, if we want to rip on some influencers, go for it. Are influencers ruining the world? No. Not as much <laughs> as, you know. Some other, like, you know, politicians or, like, right. white men in power. You know what? Let's just tear down the white men in power first before we start tearing down these influencers. I'm sure many of them are white men, but many of them are also very attractive women. Go get your money. I don't care. <laughs> uh, what is that? Long story short, you convinced me to care less about hating influencers because right now I just mostly hate, you know, I like think that's Donald what it Trump. comes down to. It's, like, chill. Until the – when an influencer does something messed up, that's when to step Yeah, in. like, Logan that's, Paul, you're yeah. trash. Like, delete yourself. Yeah, don't – PewDiePie, you said the N-word. Ooh, did you hear Bye. he's, like, making a documentary about that whole time in his life about the suicide thing? See, like, that's like, disgusting. Yeah. That's where I'm just, like, but get away from apart me. from that, it's like, hey, someone's just doing their thing and brands want to work with them and some people like it and they're just having fun. Why do you care so much? It's the same thing, like, why do you care I'm gay? I'm not, like, doing anything to you. If someone's having doing their thing, yeah. making their money, having fun yeah. on the internet, like, and it's and it's harmless, just, just live yeah. your life. It's just when live they're your famous, life, it's fun to lives. tear them down. So. Yeah, when they're famous, yeah. Oh, my God. God, I'm fi- I want to be an influencer. Okay, take it back. Um, my name's Gregory <laughs> Brand. I'm an influencer. I love free honey, meals. You, I love iced honey, coffee. You need to accept that you are an influencer. And I'm you not. Love at yes, I'm not an influencer. Are. Oh please. How mo- how many? How often do you spend just like curating your little like Instagram stories? Okay, those are for my friends and family. And honestly, <laughs> it's just pure joy. Okay, we are saying goodbye. This has okay. been a lot of fun. Okay, follow me on Instagram at Whale Watchman. Yeah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and at Mitchell Moffat. <laughs>
All right, thank you guys for listening. Uh, let us know if you're an influencer or a wannabe one. <laughs> I don't know. Hashtag what? side note podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.